Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 Anajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Oh yeah, I love it like this. Couldn't go the short sleeve. No tank top for you today. Nah, man. Oh, you this got is like cozy 14 weather. layers on. It's cozy weather, man. You'd be sweating like a son of a gun in here. No, nah, man, I'll be all right. You know, I just got, so I put a, towel I just got a sweatshirt and my jean jacket uh, vest thing on. We'll be all right, man. You know, you don't have to, I have to put on for the Ravinos, if you will. Shout <laughs> out to the Ravinos out there. Are you, are you in the club? Did you make it in the club? Am I in the club? Did you see the jacket? Wow, yeah. that's a... Yeah, you got to hey, pull your hair yeah. up. I can't sorry, see man, it. Sorry, dude. I mean, what the hey, hell? Hey, Brent, yeah, I'm in the club. That's actually yeah, pretty I'm in cool. the club. I'm, yeah. I'm debating between that and the t- townies for my tattoo. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you, you start like your own little townies chapter here in Jacksonville. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, the townies thing took off on Facebook. Townies uh, is legit. Yeah. I mean, no doubt. They were I'm in. All of Rhode Island was listening. I'm in. Now they're making a push. Yeah. To try to get that tattoo. Yeah. They they, they want to see it. Um. The Ravinos, tell us again. Remind me. Um. They're a they're a skiing snowboard club. Yeah, but what did you have to do to get in the club? I didn't. I didn't really say what I had to do. Oh, you I, didn't. I, I didn't really have to do much. You didn't. No. Usually it revolves around like a lot of drinking um, and a lot of uh, tomfoolery. I guess we'll just okay. say. But unfortunately, with COVID nineteen, um, the initiation this year was a little different. Uh, so all I had to do was just drink a little bit of Jameson, um, snowboard well, and then um, I had to take a couple spots. Okay. Uh-huh. And then that's all we're going to say. Okay. We're good? Yeah. All right, good. Is it on Facebook or anything? No, no, Journey? no, 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 no. There's, there's no video um, as far as I know. So uh, nothing's going to hold up in the court of law. But like, I felt like even the snowboarding, like there was something to the snowboard like uh, expedition that you went on that you had to fulfill to get in the club. But well, I, did yeah. you get a pass on that, too, because of some of the conditions? Or, well, I can't remember. I didn't, yeah, I mean, I got a pass a little bit. Just, I mean, they're a lot easier on me this year because of COVID. Yeah. Right? So, like, you had to practice social distancing and things like that. So, it was a lot easier on me this year than it has been to some in the past, from what I've heard. Like, yeah. for instance, my, my stepdad, he's a Ravino as well, and from my understanding, he had it a lot worse than I did. Yeah. So. Are you a lifetime member now? I'm I'm in, man. You're in. You don't I'm have in. to do anything to keep so status? First turn to my last turn. Just don't get arrested or anything. that probably doesn't yeah. matter, does it? Uh, if when you're arrested, a gang, I mean, uh, it hey, it's not a gang. It's a club. <laughs> All right, it's a club. Let's stop calling it a gang. It's a club. Uh, do you really feel like I'm a big believer in? I, I like the word earned rather than deserve. Yeah. But do you kind of feel like you cheated the system in the COVID-19 year? Because it was a little different, right, for the yeah. initiation? I uh, mean, do you really feel like a full-fledged member? No, I definitely do because, and once again, I didn't really disclose everything, but I could have gotten in trouble if I would have got caught. So, oh, okay. So, I yeah, like I mean, it. I still had to push the limits you, a little uh, bit. I didn't know you put the show in jeopardy yet. That, I, I that mean, week. hey, I didn't put it in jeopardy because nobody got in trouble. So we're all good. <laughs> now we're talking about it. And maybe the statute of limitations have ran their course. Uh, everybody's worried about getting COVID-19. I mean, That's a good point, man. That's a good point. They don't have time they, to they investigate don't care. that Especially stuff. in central Wisconsin? Come on. Nah, I mean, They're not worried about it. On. I mean, the mayor's tweeting like a son of a gun. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, they're trying to win. The, the, the Republicans are trying to keep the Senate or sure. whatever in Georgia. Come on with the politics, uh, I mean, talk, man. Let's I mean, go. We got, we got bigger fish to yeah, fry. Yeah, we do. Don't, don't worry what I'm doing over here. All right? You just focus on your own stuff. I understand there are a lot of folks that uh, if you watch social media, 
especially uh, Jags Twitter that mm-hmm. are all over the mayor lately. And I understand, like, our buddy Nate Monroe is, like, all over the mayor all the time. Like, I, I get it, and that's part of it, whatever. It's part of, you know, if you want to be the mayor, you open yourself up to that. Sounds like politics to me. But, like, I have – mayor's always been good to me. I have a good relationship with the mayor. Um, he's a sports fan. Like, yeah. I don't mind that. I, I don't get into the weeds of the politics. I really don't. Like, I, I also – I mean, he's not on the show every week, you know, yeah. talking sports. But, uh, again, no no issues whatsoever. Always been good to me. And, yeah. and um, I see him out at the high school football games now. His kid plays for Bishop Kenny. But I will say this. And I, I didn't tweet it. I, I started to tweet it, but now I'm going to say it. Okay. That was Careful. odd last night. The, okay. the Twitter rant from Mayor Lenny Curry about Lot J to me was odd timing. Because I guess there's a vote upcoming on the Lot J stuff, and according to many folks that you talk to, like the votes are probably in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it off, it, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even the Lot J stuff. What was a little wacky to me is that it did come across like if we don't pass Lot J, the Jags are leaving. That's exactly what I thought. Like that, and, and I was like, wait a minute see, now. That's this, like, if you want to go stadium in five years, and you tell me that if we don't do a stadium thing, yeah. Jags are leaving. Well then, you I could I can understand that if we don't do lot J, I don't get the sense. Now you could tick off Shad Khan and he could start looking like I think that's a real thing and people can sit there and say, well he hasn't won any game. Whatever you can mm-hmm. have your opinion. I'm just telling you, you know me. My opinion is I don't care how you get it done, whose side you're on, how many games you win. I think it's good to have a good downtown, and that's what this whole area is missing is a good downtown. I've told you about my stories in Providence and Gillette Stadium and Foxborough. I mean, I've seen it. That's legit. To me, I want something built up downtown. I think what they're trying to do is the right thing. I don't know how you go about it. I I don't get lost in that stuff. I'm just telling – and it's fine if you differ. Like, I understand there's a lot of issues and a lot of different ways to go. I'm just telling you from my standpoint, like, I support – like, I want something built up. Uh, sooner than later. I don't sure. want to wait another 20 years. I'm more, I want to see this place become Charlotte-esque or Nashville-esque mm-hmm. more so than Birmingham. And Birmingham's fine, but I think there's growth potential here in Jacksonville, and I think downtown's a key to it. But I never have once thought, if this thing doesn't go through, the Jags are leaving town. It was it was definitely a, a weird chain of tweets last night, because I'm kind of in the same boat as you, where I didn't really know how to take it. Because... When the mayor tweeted all that stuff, like, to me, it was a passive-aggressive way to say, hey, either we get La J or the Jaguars are gone. Like, it was, it almost felt like, not me personally, but, like, the city was being held hostage saying, hey, you guys better vote, and you better vote a certain way, because if you don't, you're going to lose your Jaguars. Like, that's what I got out of that. So it's definitely a, a weird um set of circumstances right now and and i'll be honest i'm with you too brenna i want to see downtown flourish i want to see lot j i want to see the city of jacksonville um thrive because i I truly feel like the downtown is the heartbeat it is the lifeblood of any city and if you don't have a legit downtown i don't think you have a legit city i mean uh, all my favorite cities they have vibrant and um great downtowns and when you have you know ti bank field down they're like that's that's the start i mean that gets the people there now what else can they do so i agree with you i think they should build up downtown but my problem is is that what you're going to take your ball and go home or go go someplace else if all of a sudden logic doesn't get done in the next year what are we talking about yeah i don't i don't fully understand i guess the back and forth and some people are just so stuck in the sand that like i don't it, it's it's kind of like when it comes to the pol- political stuff and for the presidential i dismiss what you say because i know where you stand mm-hmm. and so there's so much of that on twitter that i can't really 
Like, I understand, okay, you're, you're against it. Great. All right. Well, Vito, I'm not going to listen to what you say anymore. You're against yeah. it. Fine. And yeah. you're not going to, it's not going to have a logical conversation. And we're not, and I love you, Vito, but you're, you're just against it. Yeah. So everything's going to be negative. So it's really like hard for me to really factor in what you're saying. Um, you know, and then the other side, obviously, Mary Lenicari is, is for it and trying to push it along. I just thought the timing was odd for something that I sit on the way outside of this and I was sitting there like, what is he? What's going on right here? Like, yeah. should I be calling the newsroom? Is this a lead story? Yeah. Like, are the Jags leaving if this doesn't happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I, I'm a believer in it making it happen. I I don't sit there and say, you should give billionaire owner Shad Khan everything he wants. But I do sit there and say, you have a billionaire and one of the richest men in the world in Jacksonville trying to make stuff happen. I'm not kicking that guy out of town either. Okay? No, without so, a doubt. Uh, again, we, we can. I'm a sports guy talking about this, and I talk it from a very broad view. I know there's a lot of different things uh, that go into it. I respect that, but like, I think something should happen. It's been long enough. Something mm-hmm. should happen in Jacksonville. Uh, and and if this is the way you get it going, this way you get it going. The one thing I will say, and maybe this is what the mayor was doing, is he basically behind the scenes maybe they're having people don't want to admit that they're going to vote no against it. And so this was a little bit of a political ploy to show your face, because if you're voting no against it, this might catch up to you down the road. I mean, maybe that was it. Yeah. Um, bottom line is, it looks like this is going to start to go through. What that actually means, I feel like we've been here before. You know? no, I we probably you, haven't been to this degree before. So I, I, it's like in six months, I don't feel like we're going to see, oh, my gosh, look at downtown. It popped up. Um but in three years, you might. <laughs> and listen, well, and it begs the question as well, if this is a ploy right now. And when I say a ploy, I'm not a city developer. I'm not a city planner. I talk sports on the radio, Brent. Right? I think if you look at downtown right now, you have the Florida Theater. Great venue. You have Daly's Place. That's great. You have, uh, you know, the Veterans Memorial Arena. You have TIA Bank Field. I wonder if this is kind of a ploy to get, like, some kind of Tim McGraw Museum here <laughs> in the city of Jacksonville. Because let's be honest. Northern City's got a Tim McGraw Museum last time I checked. If all of a sudden you got Jacksonville, home of the Tim McGraw Museum, <laughs> dri- when you drive up, you see them on a sign. Brent, if you build it, they will come. They don't have that in Vidalia, Louisiana. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They if you don't build have it, that. they will come. Listen, here's the thing. I was downtown. You know, we haven't been downtown a b- bunch this year, yeah. right, because of everything going on. But when you go down there for a game, and I noticed this, I don't know, a little bit more. I noticed it when I went downtown for the first time in months with the bridge being down. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow. I mean, this really looks different. And then I noticed again on Sunday when I went down for the Browns game, and I was just looking at all the – there's just still a lot of chopped up pavement, and I was like, "What are they doing with that part? Like, I'm sorry, are they repaving that road, like mm-hmm. underneath where the bridge was? I, I'm still a little confused at what they're doing, like immediately with that. Um, and and it's probably a quite simple answer. I just didn't look it up. Yeah. But I will say this: if you were against even them tearing down that, like it looks so much better with it down. Mm-hmm. And again, I understand you could argue like $20 million or whatever the money should have went somewhere. That's fine. I'm just saying it looks way better yeah. with it down. And so I like to see some of this stuff happening. It was just odd last night. I don't think, you know what's crazy about it? We were just having a conversation in the sports office, like I think it was Sunday, but it might have been even yesterday afternoon, that like I don't even feel like the Jags are even a threat to go anywhere. Like, I don't even feel that. Like, it's just now it might happen when the stadium arises. It, it really could. Like, that could be a legit threat. I mean, that's what got St. Louis or, or the Rams out of St. Louis into L.A. Yeah. That could be a domino. I mean, that's realistic. OK, but it's just funny. I like 36 hours later, the mayor's tweeting and it's kind of like, 
hey, uh, yeah, if we don't do this, um, we're, this is what you got to do to become an NFL city. And and the, what I would say this and some criticism that I don't think that's what you got to do just to become an NFL city. I think that's what you got to do to become a city. Mm-hmm. Like you have to have a downtown, like where where the prison and, and other places aren't controlling like the best piece of property in the city. Sure. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, build yeah. stuff up where it looks good. So. I, again, I mean, I am not an expert on this stuff. I just thought that was odd last night. It was real. I, I, I texted somebody I know about that wouldn't know a little bit more, and they were just like, I don't know. Really? <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah. know what that meant, though. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. So maybe our news department's deep diving a little bit more on it. Um, yeah, put Ben on it, man. Hey, send Ben. Send Ben. But I, it was really an odd thing, and uh, it, it was a little bit confusing. I will th- you know, the you have some people on social media saying, hey, let's just ask for it all right now. The stadium, the, the everything. Mm. I don't think that's the way they're going to go about it. I actually asked some people, I was like, could they do the stadium first and then downtown? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me to do the stadium first. Because then you're there you, with a venue. You're just, you spend no, half a billion dollars on a venue that's used like 12 times. Listen, I hear you there, Brent. But isn't the concern right now is the stadium? Like if owners vote whether or not Jacksonville is a suitable place to play a football game, they're going to vote based on that stadium. They're not going to vote on, well, how cool is downtown, yeah. other things to do. Like, to me, I mean, I'm talking from the owner's perspective. When they make their votes, it comes from the stadium, not the downtown. And, and that's what Mark Lampin kind of said in the Gene yeah. Burnett interview, you know, and that's what got people talking about it again. But I, I disagree with that in one sense. I don't think it's as simple as that. I don't think 31 other NFL owners and, and Roger Goodell are sitting at the NFL owners' meetings, and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, your stadium needs work. Well, yeah, we know it needs work. Buffalo and, and Jags haven't renovated the stadium yet. Mm-hmm. And it's on the horizon. We have plans in the next eight to ten years, let's just say, uh, to make it happen. But we really think we need to get a vibrant downtown going. And we're putting some dollars behind vibrant downtown. So not only the stadium will thrive, but downtown will thrive. And mm-hmm. we can bring events and be a player in the NFL draft and other events that go. I don't think the own, the, the other 31 owners are going to say, yeah, but you didn't do the stadium. But you're not doing the stadium. No, the plans are still for the stadium, and yeah. that's going to be a hurdle. It's always a big hurdle. But we need to get this going first because it makes sense. So from that standpoint, I, I don't I don't take it from the letter of the law that well, all they care about is the stadium. I think it would show a lot to the other owners if Shad's putting his dollars into the city. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously the city's going to have to pay up too. But if – that starts to get built up, that will that will give momentum to say, okay, well, look, that happened. They trust them. Mm-hmm. This is working. Well, the stadium will be next in line over the next seven to ten years. So that's where I think it doesn't read as crystal clear to me as saying, well, it's all about the stadium and only about the stadium. I think there are some words that go along with this and like, look what we've done and this is coming. Mm-hmm. Trust us type yeah. of thing to the owners. You know what I mean? Sean's yeah. been a good owner in terms of the fraternity of ownership. I understand people around here say wins and loss, but he's I think he's respected. I, I think he's he's applauded at some of the things that he's done, what he's trying to do in Jacksonville, all those things, because the easy step would have been just take it somewhere else. Right. Sure. I mean, it certainly would have been the easiest thing. So I think the owners respect at least at this stage of it, probably respect Shad Khan for what he is as an owner more than maybe even the fans at Jacksonville yeah. respect him as an owner because of the one loss. Record. Yeah, I just no, and I agree with you there, Brent. But like, I'm going to take what the owners say at face value. And if they have issues with the stadium, then so be it. Like, I've been to Orchard Park in Buffalo. Um, obviously, I've been to Lambo. I grew up around Lambo. Like, their downtowns, 
They're not vibrant. They're not like the lifeblood no. of anything. Um, they're kind of in the middle of nowhere, to be honest with you. But like, obviously, well, at least with the Blambo Field, you know, they've updated it and they renovated it. I think Buffalo's next on that list now to get updated and renovated. Like, you, you got to do that because I'm all about appeasing the owners, as messed up as that sounds. But you have to appease the owners just to make sure that you're in good graces with them. Um, as far as the downtown, though, once again, I agree with you here. I just wish, like, if there's an issue with Shad Khan in downtown and him not getting, then please come out and say it. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, let's. W- w- I, I don't know, man. Like, th- there's a lot at stake here. I feel like. Yeah, there right? is. Well, I mean, in terms yeah. of, of of people living downtown, in terms of Jaguars fans, like, there's a lot to gain and there's a lot to lose. And if that's the case, I wish then if there was an issue, I, I don't hear it from a, a passive aggressive tweet from a mayor. I hear it from the head honcho. I hear it from the guy who maybe has an issue with it. That's the only thing I, I would hope yeah, for. Yeah, I feel like Mayor Curry, he's in his last term. And I feel like what happens sometimes, you're, you're a little more aggressive to be like, hey, I'm going to say what I want to say. And I feel like there's a little bit of that going on right now. Um, I, that's just my sense. It's just a, probably a bad read on it, but that's probably my read on it right now. Uh, I will say this about the stadium stuff, too. You know, look at Oakland, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and yes, it's an arms race when it comes to stadiums. But this stuff doesn't happen overnight, and I think the NFL owners are aware it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. They went back to Oakland years ago, and Oakland was a dump then, and it's a dump now. It's horrible. You know, in yeah. terms of the stadium. And it's mm-hmm. been, if you have never been to the Oakland Coliseum, the fact that they played NFL games there, and if you bend into the underbelly of it, yeah. it makes the freaking TIA bank look I'm like a, a Taj Mahal. And it wasn't just it wasn't just like the stadium, like their practice facilities. When I went to go work out with them, horrible, bad. Just, and, yeah. and how long did they survive? And I understand there was stories and stories, but yeah. how long were they in Oakland when it was bad? A long, long time. time. Mm-hmm. It was bad for a long time. It's not like it got bad in the stadium in Oakland in the last three years. Mm-hmm. No, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I'm a little like, hold the phone on this. Uh, you know, you got to have plans. There's no doubt the Jags are going to have to renovate the stadium at some point. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. And if they choose not to here, then you do probably risk losing the team because that has been proven. You know, in Buffalo will be the same case. Where do you go? I mean, I don't know. Toronto uh, is – nobody's going to London, by the way. They're going to Toronto before they go to London. Sure. So – Toronto could be a spot. San Antonio could be a St. spot. St. Louis, you think, or not? Maybe St. Louis comes back in the fray. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but the bottom line is, I think the stuff happened in St. Louis quicker than anybody else. Maybe it felt quicker. is because I don't think Stan Kroenke wanted to be there. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, the Jags, I think Shad Khan wants to be here. Mm-hmm. If he didn't, he could probably have set a lot of things in motion by now. Well, I'm going to say this. If he didn't, he invested a lot of money all for nothing then, is what I feel like. But, I, but maybe, yeah. that's just a, maybe, mm. maybe that's just business. I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, I, I, don't, yeah. I can't imagine that's – that sure as heck ain't good business. No, it's not. <laughs> you know? No, we're um, – yeah. So it's a, it was just a fascinating thing last night, and I, I still don't really know what it all means. You know, And that's what was – it was very interesting to see. I don't think – I'll just say this. I don't think Lot J is dependent on the Jaguars staying here or not. I don't. I hope but not. But what I do think, and I have talked about this quietly. In the, listen, you do have a billionaire owner. You have a guy that wants to move, wants to make things happen. Yeah. And when you have a guy, again, take the win-loss record out right now, the Jags. But when you have somebody that wants to make stuff happen and has the means to do it and be a part of it, and you keep stalling that person in any business, well, that person might get a little frustrated. No, no, you know, no, listen. So, listen, I'm trying to I know people are like, hey, it's taxpayer money. That's fine. It's a fair argument. Uh, should we be point fair yeah. argument? But I think Shad Khan also has a fair argument saying I'm putting up hundreds of millions of dollars to move on this and nothing's happening. Listen, I'm getting frustrated. Listen, I think Shad Khan's a visionary. 
right? Um, you know, whether it's like with, with his bumper business, whether it's with, you know, expanding the games to London, whether it's like with the pools, like the, the scoreboard, he's a visionary. And the last thing you want to do with a visionary is stymie that and is delay that and say, well, we can't do that right now. Ah, you just got to mind your own P's and Q's and we'll come back to you. You don't do that to visionaries because visionaries have the power to go someplace else. So, yes, I agree with you there. You, you, you can't, you can't, you know, govern him, I guess, and say, no, you can't fire yeah. him as the owner. Exactly. And, and you can't just say, hey, you got to do this with your money. No, without a doubt. So I get that point. But once again, I reiterate, if there is an issue, right, where if there is like this giant vision right now and it's not getting f- fulfilled from his perspective, then I hope he comes forward and says that, right? Like, I understand, man, like you're trying to build the city and everything, but then tell us like, what you need from us, Yeah. right? They're, don't just like, all right, well, don't have the mayor come out and say you got to vote here, you got to vote here. No, don't. That's that's not good business either, right? It like, I don't like think it. so. Not publicly. Not publicly. Um, you know, it, it almost feels like in a sense, I think... I think, because Mayor Lenny Curry is in favor of this, I think he almost wants it done on his watch. I want it. Yeah. I think he wants it part of his legacy. That yeah. that they got downtown started to, you know, that might be the case. Um, because I think that's sometimes how politicians think. Yeah, man, but I just don't want, like, listen, I don't want a threat of the Jacksonville Jaguars leaving this city have to do with politics and then like trying to get you like some you know like and, and i get it maybe that's the it's always case got to do with politics to a degree i know man but it, it, this is all about just clout chasing and we're talking about well the jaguars like i don't want to do that like that's not yeah. right either nah. but I, I see where you're coming from now nah, it might be though. i mean yeah. again we don't we don't really know it was just odd i think that's what the conversation is just odd you can interpret it a lot of different ways yeah and again again i, I have no uh, mayor lady carter's been fine to me i think i like the fact that he's a sports fan i think it's good that sports mayors uh, like sports and want to build sports up and that's a good thing at least in my profession yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i kind of like that but that was odd last night and i'm just calling just it build the tim mcgraw it. museum and let's move on uh, <laughs> come on uh, what are you doing hey miles jack's scheduled to join us uh, in the five o'clock hour today we'll have jason fitz along as well what makes a good general manager the topic of the week right <laughs> uh who will be the next one well we can go back and forth but what makes a good general manager that might Narrow it down on who the Jaguars might be looking at. It's next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. This is an email. Why is WWE wrestling not being shown on Friday night? Austin Lane. Thank you very much. Read it right now. Read it right now. This I just did. Why oh, is WWE? That, that's it. That's I mean, it? that's why I thought, I don't know. I mean, Roman's only five. I don't know how many sentences he can make. Yeah, Smart some, kid. Somebody but. might have proofread it for him. <laughs> Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm happy. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a little respect, um, but, you know, I still got work to do. Um, one of the defensive coaches came up to me, and it kind of made me mad that he was like, um, you know, I was I was in Detroit with uh, Megatron, but you're not there yet. You know, in my mind, I'm not trying to be Megatron. I'm trying to be me. So, you know, I had, had a little uh, chip on my shoulder the whole game. Was that Jim Schwartz? Uh, yes, sir. Um, by the way, Jim Schwartz, why would you even do that? Like, thank why would you. you do that? Wait, like, uh, by the way, like, Metcalf could have played awful. The rest of the game. Yeah. But why would you go tell somebody that before the game? You've got after the game if you want to do that. I know. That is dumb. That's, I mean, that's why what, fuel hey, an That's what we call motivation. I know. Listen, uh, I agree with you here. Like Jim I mean, Schwartz. Did Jim Schwartz watch the last dance? <laughs> I was about to say, are we, are we about to find out it was all made up later like, uh, later on down what, the line in a Metcalf documentary? What could, like... And listen, and I'm being 100% honest right now. And listen, I have a lot of respect for Jim Schwartz. Love the defense that yeah, he runs. Yeah, love that defense. I'm all about that defense. But what 
would constitute you to go up to a grown man and and, and he is a grown man and I say that with the most respectful tone possible to go up to a grown man and like try to question who he is or what he brings to the table of his profession. Like, what was the point? Like, did you think you were going to say, you ran a Calvin Johnson? You think DK Beckham was going to hear that and be like, oh, well, I'm not Calvin Johnson. I better hang him up then. Like, I better have a crappy game. That's not how it works with professional athletes. And Jim Schwartz has been around too many professional athletes to know that. So I can't believe he said that. Yeah, that was pretty alarming. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about the Eagles mm-hmm. and Carson Wentz because I just said to you, we were just talking about yeah. it. I just said to you, We've seen that look from quarterbacks around here. It's not a pretty look. And it's not all his fault, in my opinion. He's got plenty of blame. He's, he looks shook. Yeah. He looks shook. Yeah. And and it, partly because he gets hit on every play. I'm not going to talk about it right now. And I want to talk Metcalf, too. But uh, that game was interesting to me because the demise of the Eagles is fascinating. Listen, we've had a front row seat to the demise of the Jaguars. Sure. And we talk about it daily and why it's happened and how it's happened and all the reasons it's happened. It makes less sense in Philly in my opinion. Makes a lot less sense in Philadelphia. So I'll uh, talk about that coming up in a bit. Uh, but I want to get the GM talk as a, a big talker yesterday for us, obviously. Uh, dissected the good and the bad of Dave Caldwell and um, what's next and, and where this thing is heading and why they did it now. And uh, so now it's 48 hours later, essentially. And and so now you start moving on. And, and again, I, I kind of chuckle at everybody throwing out the names of the GMs like we know them. I mean, right. You just don't know. And, and so there'll be a bunch of people. And, heck, I'll probably have to write it and we'll say it, too. And we're all guest names. And it, it's just part of what we do. But I do laugh. Yeah. And I admittedly just say we have no idea who the good GM is. And and I'm just of the mindset of I'll take a flyer on like the next Dave Caldwell like uh, and and I know that sounds bad but Dave Caldwell was a guy who was up and coming he was with Dimitrov in Atlanta we had done some good things the Jets were interested in him Jags interested in him and he was going to be a GM whether it wasn't that year it might happen the next year or two years later mm-hmm. and so now you're looking for that in Baltimore and you're looking for that in uh, Seattle and Kansas City and and maybe Pittsburgh so I'm okay with that person I can also understand the Jeff Irelands of the world who's done a nice job in New Orleans or I don't I less understand the Scott Pioli because once you've been out of it a little bit I feel like you're out of touch a little bit and maybe McCarthy and Dallas is showing us that from a coaching standpoint Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I just hesitate they went old school with Tom Coughlin and it backfired immensely correct not to say Pioli's old school but the New England style is old school and so anybody with that tree I, I hesitate a little bit and maybe it would be the right pick. We'll find out. Bottom line is, I'll take a flyer on a guy I've never really heard of, don't know very much, and and we'll we'll see if it works. I mean, mm-hmm. that's to me. I like the new blood. Go find the next star. Who's hungry? Go find Theo Epstein. You know, and I'm not saying go get Theo Epstein. Although Please don't I do still, that. Well, Shai Khan should have lunch with him. Brent. He should have lunch with We're him. We're not going down the baseball route, okay? I'm telling you that right I now. I just say he should have lunch with him, though. For what? Because the guy, the guy made two perennial losers into winners. And right now, Shai hey, Khan's football team's hey, a perennial loser. Hey, he made two perennial losers into winners in what sport? In baseball. That's no, no, fine. Son. And, and, and that's the end of the story. You know, but no, Thanks it's not the end of the story because here's, here's what we're getting into. What makes a good GM? What would you say? You Let's to, rattle off what makes a good GM. Okay. Uh, from, the, from the top list, you have to be organized. I like it. Okay. You have uh, to I mean, find a quarterback. Back and forth? Yes. Okay, you have to go back. Yes, you have to you find have a to quarterback. You have to pick the right quarterback. 
We know that. Obviously. It's the most important position in all of sports. Yes. All of them. Yes. Doesn't matter across the world Mm -hmm. what sport you're playing. It's the most important position. I've always said it's easier to be a great, an astronaut than it is to be a great quarterback. Yes. You know? And by the way, being an astronaut's tough. But it's easier (laughs) to be an astronaut than it is to be a great, I'm talking great, quarterback. There are fewer of them. Yes. So picking the right quarterbacks obviously vital. You have to have a template or a blueprint of what you want to do and purvey that message to ownership, to coaches, and then go after the players that fit that mold as well. That's interesting. So you got to have a plan. Correct. And, and this is a great one, okay? Because I'm going to take you back to 2013, and this is a time where I thought I knew a little bit more about the plan and what's going on with the Jags, and and then Tom Coughlin kind of shut the doors and wouldn't let us in, and you know even the Doug Marone regime was a little bit a part of that, and where they were headed got a little bit more money. Up, but I I do think the transparency of Dave Caldwell and Gus Bradley at the time allowed you to kind of have a feel of what they were trying to do, and I like the plan they had. Only the problem is, and San Francisco found this out, and others said, "Hey, we like the plan, but you got to do it faster than that." Mm -hmm. You know, Dave Caldwell basically said, "Hey, we're going to be bad." He didn't say it publicly. We're going to be bad in 2013. We hope to be a little bit better in 14, but it's how much we got to rip this thing down. I mean, it's a big, it's a, it's a scar, man. I mean, it's a big wound mm-hmm. here in Jack. We got to rip that sucker off. So it's going to take two years to build it back up. By year three, we hope to be super competitive, maybe even in the playoffs. By year four, we hope to be contending for a Super Bowl. Didn't happen. Year three was still too slow. Year four still didn't happen. Year five is when they were in that mode, that one year, but it took five years to get there in part. Because the plan was to rip the Band-Aid off too much. They didn't keep the Daryl Smiths, those kind of guys around, to help tutor the young guys. And by the way, Jacksonville just did it again in a different way. I think Coughlin might have run some of those guys off, but it was Mercedes Lewis. Paul Puzlozny retired. You know, those kind of guys didn't stick around, and therefore you have a void of leadership going into 18 and 19 after they won big. And now also Clayus Campbell and A.J. Boye to win that defense. And Dave Dave Caldwell did it again. This is a great criticism of Caldwell. Just talked to somebody this morning about it. How did you not keep Calais Campbell if you were going to get this young? You would have had those young pups feeding out of the hand of Calais Campbell's wisdom. So, you know, yeah. and they and they passed. That was worth $20 million. It was worth as much as he needed, and you have plenty of dollars. So this is where my next attribute comes in then. I need a GM that has been around the game, that knows the inner workings of a team dynamic, of a locker room dynamic, and then can kind of put his image on those things as well. I said and this yesterday. And that's why I'm not a big Theo Epstein guy. I said this yesterday. Ah, see, this is where I think you're different, though, okay? Let me just okay. hear me out. Because this, to me, was my biggest criticism. Obviously, the biggest criticism is quarterbacks. You didn't get the right guy. You stuck with Bortles longer than you should have. So you messed up on Bortles twice. Mm-hmm. Then you messed up on Foles as an organization. And now, I'm not saying you messed up on Minshew, but you sold Minshew to be the guy this year, and we can win with him, and they've got one win. He's not going to be the quarterback going and, forward. And, so you messed and up. that's on Minshew's fault. Minshew's overachieved. And Minshew, sure. I still think, is a starting quarterback in the NFL, quite frankly. I just don't. He didn't prove to me that he's an, he's an above-average starting quarterback in the NFL. So this is where I believe one of the biggest hidden mistakes of Dave Caldwell's tenure really lies. Mm. He had a little bit of help here with with Coughlin when when that dynamic came about. But I don't believe Dave Caldwell was a very good judge of putting together the personality and character of a locker room. If you look at what he did in his mistakes, the Daryl Smith's kind of move where Mm -hmm. he got rid of those guys. He didn't have the foresight to say, wait a minute, we need a couple of those guys around. 
You know, I understand they're older, but he basically said, if you're under 30 years old, you're not on our team. And, and that was across the board. And so that was a mistake. And in hindsight, he even acknowledged that mistake. The other mistake he made is he had too many personalities, at least that didn't fit the team mold. Mm-hmm. You know, so you've got Jalen, you've got Telvin, you've got Leonard, you've got uh, Ronnie Harrison, you've got uh, – keep going, come on, help me out. Uh, who else today? I don't even think Yannick – Dante. Yeah. Uh, you've got – who am I missing? You said – I said Leonard. Leonard. Um, so anyway, you get my point. Yeah. So you have all you can have a couple yeah. of those guys. They had too many of those guys. Pretty good talent, but not good for sustaining long term success and also bad times. It's a it's a league where you go up and down. You have no, peaks and bro, valleys. Yeah. And man. he judged his talent. He just went with talent. It was like the college coach that takes just the five stars and doesn't care about their background. See it. I agree with that, but I don't because, listen, I truly believe that you can bring in guys that have rough around the edges types demeanor. You can bring in guys that have have red flags, but you have to have the culture. You have to have the culture in place to deal with those guys, right? Like Jalen Ramsey goes to L.A. They love him in L.A. Yannick Ngog was in Baltimore. They seem to love him in Baltimore. Okay, but Dante Fowler goes to L.A. and like they have a problem with Dante Fowler there. And guess what? He had a great season. Now he got paid someplace else. Like, I'm tired of seeing guys at the Jaguars draft or bring in that are quote unquote problems. They go someplace else and you never hear another word about, well, they're a detriment to the team. It only happens here. So listen. Let, me, let me stop you real quick. Though. Okay. Jalen Ramsey has had success in L.A. He's got a hundred million dollar reasons why to be a good teammate. He's matured a little bit. And also they're winning. He's got nothing to complain about right now. You're Man, telling but come me on, man. Antonio years, Brown had nothing to complain about either, and he's still complaining. Well, he went off the deep end. Well, I mean, it's, I'm it's saying pretty that, that happens, though. It does happen, and then you get rid of him. Okay, but I'm saying they got man, rid like, of Antonio Brown. Correct. But I'm just saying sometimes it's more than money. Okay, because it was just about money. Bell would have stayed in Pittsburgh as well. It's not just about money, man. Okay, but Jalen Rams, like I don't mind. I think you can have the Jalen Rams. I've said this multiple times. You can have Jalen. You can have, uh, I, I name your guy. You can have Dante, but you can't have eight of those guys. You can't have eight of them. But you can't have the Jalen and and the whole crew. Of, of that's following Telvin Smith say see, that that doesn't listen to your leaders anymore but, like Calais Campbell but, but, see, they did, I, this, didn't, yeah, didn't no. care about it and, and I agree with that but like look at the Seahawks of, of old like back when it was a legion of boom you had Cam Chancellor you had Richard Sherman you had Wagner you had Irvin like you had a lot of guys with a lot of personalities and they were all over the place and guess what some of those guys have gone to different teams and it hasn't worked out Earl Thomas being that guy right there but my point is is that when you have the atmosphere. And when you have that stuff in place, to me, it doesn't matter how many of those guys you bring in because the goal is to win ball games. And as long as you're winning ball games, you're going to be okay. As long now, as you are. Well, exactly. Now, when you don't win ball games, and then all of a sudden when contracts get negotiated and other things happen, well, then that can snowball. And then all of a sudden you lose the Legion of Boom. Okay? Like, I get that. But I'm just saying, at that time, there was probably. No more dynamic team, no more um, ego-driven, personality-centric team than the Seattle Seahawks. And you know what? They used all those personalities, all those egos, and maybe some distractions, and they got to the Super Bowl. 
you can do that. You, you, you can go after these guys and bring them in, but you have to make sure, and this falls on the coach, that you have the proper culture in place to cultivate I'm, I'm going to... I, I, I'm going to go back and forth with you on the Seattle thing here because I think there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Richard Sherman's a big personality. He's yes. not a locker room pain in the ass. I don't believe. Now, I wouldn't cover him, but I believe he's more of a leader type because mm-hmm. he, yeah. I, I feel yeah. like that. Now, you've got one of the great leaders of this era in football in Russell Wilson to buffer all of that. But, Brent, when he was there as a rookie, he's he, a young he, guy. But, but he wasn't the guy there. No, he wasn't. He was not the guy. But you end up with that after a couple – because he had well, inst- he is, instantaneous, yeah. even in year two, because he did well, that he get the respect of those guys. I think even his second year in when they went back to the Super Bowl and lost to mm-hmm. the Patriots. Uh, the I even think a guy like Marshawn Lynch, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I also think Pete Carroll had some cachet. You know, unfortunately for Gus, he didn't ha- have the resume Pete Carroll had, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, you know, Coughlin had some cachet, but it turned out that he ticked everybody off. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So I listen. I believe you can have some of those guys, but even the Ravens said we can't have this guy around. Oh, Thomas, you mean? They got rid of him. Sure. And nobody has taken him. So you have those got you've got to be very careful of the personality of your team. And especially in a place like Jacksonville when you know you're not you haven't won and you can't he just I feel like Dave Caldwell really did a poor job of measuring the personality, experience, character to get sustained success. Listen, all I know about the game of football is that and we talk about this all the time on this show. It doesn't matter what you bring to a team as your personality. As long as your talent can outweigh that, you're good. Fair now, enough. with Earl Thomas last year, I knew Earl Thomas lost a step when the Ravens played the Titans in the AFC Championship game, or the, the, it would have been the, the, what the, the, the divisional game? Yeah, it would have been the divisional it, yeah. game, Titans, yeah. Well, when they played the divisional game, and Earl Thomas before the game was saying, you can't make business decisions against Derrick Henry, you have to go at him. All right, that's Earl Thomas that we've all known and loved. And then I watched that game, and I watched Earl Thomas pull up and i watched earl thomas make it a business decision on derrick henry so with that being said well maybe you lost a little step right and now all of a sudden all those distractions that you're bringing on the team now they're not warranted anymore because you're not the earl thomas from the legion of boom you're earl thomas making business decisions okay so i don't get on the ravens for letting earl thomas go i'm not sure what happened behind the scenes things like that but like listen mike thomas has been a distraction this year a little bit right yeah. there, there, there's been a lot of things that have transpired in that saints locker room at the end of the day though he's still mike thomas he still has a record for receptions in a year they're gonna hang on to him as long as possible because once again the talent outweighs the distraction it does but they have a ton of veterans there to help guide that they, yeah. they, they can say hey mike go get suspended dude i mean what the hell you know, they they didn't they oh, don't Brent, have that here. They haven't the had that. The guy beat the crap out of somebody in practice. I know. Well, and so they're like, "See you, Mike." Yeah, but he's still on the team, though. I know, but then because the talent is back. Yeah, yeah, I, listen, got, I yeah. get your talent, man. But yeah. the point is, if you don't have all those buffers, and especially the quarterback, right, mm-hmm. to really buffer it, what what are you doing with all those loose cannons as they're losing? Like yeah. Jalen Ramsey would be a major problem in Jacksonville this year. Listen, and he this would is be why, a huge problem. This is why I'm not a big fan of Theo Epstein, you know, being a GM because I don't think he knows how the inner workings of a, an NFL locker room work. Uh, I just don't. Um, you, you come from a sport of baseball and analytics, and listen, I like analytics and evaluating talent, 
but it can't be everything. You can't go to the combine and say, I'm taking a guy because he has a good 40-yard dash time. I'm not taking a guy because he's got a good broad jump. That's happened before. You know, it's happened with the Cowboys. It's happened with the Raiders. I'm taking guys because what I see on film and right now about the game of football. Yeah, I got more on that when we come back. Let's stay on it. What makes a good GM? That's part of the discussion. It's really not what will bring Theo Epstein here, um, but I still think you should have lunch with him when we come back on ESPN 6 and America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.